You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We are refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on The Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host for our podcasting festivities, but I am joined by two fantastic co-hosts. You know them, you love them. Let's start with the most tenured GGR podcaster we have. He's got his own show. Shit, he's got two of his own shows. One, a sports-based podcast that we like to call GGR Postgame. The other one is his independent solo show. He talks about anime, he talks about video games, all sorts of cool stuff. It's called The Overflow. His name is MC Brooks. Dear Sony, we're laughing at you now with you. Please don't give us a Morbius sequel. Please. <laughs> Just Is that actually on the table? It with the with the traction that has been going on social media for the last couple with like the last two weeks with this morbing meme, it's oh, possible. No. I thought this movie like tanked. I thought it didn't make any fucking money. It, people are memeing it and it's getting a lot of attention. Uh, no, 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 please stop. No, no. Well, and the worst part is like, they'll do this. They'll release a sequel and people will go see it ironically. Yeah. Fucking hipsters, man. God damn it. Thank, thank Moon Knight Core for that. <laughs> <laughs> and co-host seat number two is a talented and I mean, really like, when I say talented, as far as visual arts are concerned, like it's not just what he puts pen to paper. He's also a great teacher. Um, when it comes to like all the t-shirt designs that we've done and all the things that I've worked on, like Mr. Rambo here has been the one who's like helped point me in the right direction. So that's a skill often overlooked when it comes to art is being able to show other people how to do it too, sharing the thing that you love. So Mr. Rambo, I appreciate you, but he's also, very, very knowledgeable when it comes to all things comic books, movies, TV shows. So much so that we've nicknamed him the Professor, Professor James Rambo. Hey, this is my studio and it's a fucking mess. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I wanted to let you know, too, because in the cold open um, and for all of you who are listening, who are not a part of the Patreon that we have, patreon.com slash great geek refuge. You go, you can subscribe, you can hear the cool cold opens that we have. Um, for our patrons, it's exclusive content. We were talking about some cool stuff when it comes to villains and like them being compelling and like how fucked up our society is for loving that. Um, I wanted to let you know, Mr. Rambo, that I am uh, four episodes deep in Justified. And when we were talking about those compelling villains um, akin to Walter White from Breaking Bad, Boyd Crowder fits that role. Because let me tell you, Walton Goggins is super like charming and very like suave and sophisticated. And then he goes off on his Aryan race rants and you're just like, oh, well, you that's, lost me there. That's bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, but that's the thing. Don't do it. Is people are like, but he's but he's so charming, and you're just like, yes, and he is got a swastika tattoo on his arm. He's still the villain, regardless of how charming he is. Like one of the things (laughs) I really appreciate about them bring because he was supposed to die at the end of the first episode. Yeah, he did in the book, like in in, uh, Fire in the Hole, he he dies. Yeah, yeah. um, Is Raylan in the? I mean, in the pilot, calls him out. He's like, this is all bullshit. You don't believe any of this nonsense. He's like, have you ever even met a Jew? <laughs> like, do you know any Jewish people? Which Boyd then later on says again in the second season to someone else. Um, like he repeats that, like Raylan's line to someone else. Um, somebody's like, Yeah, I see what you what you've done with all them Jews and shit. He's like, You ever even met a Jew, man? <laughs> I don't think I have. <laughs> but no, there's this admonition of like. Uh, or, or, or this this admission of like, yeah, it is all nonsense. It is yeah. all made up. Um, it's not it's not things he actually believes. It's just like I need some. It's 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 fucking game culture. I need something to grasp onto to make sense of my shitty life. Yeah, and this makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah, yeah. I um I think this is the perfect segue to talk about our topic. Um, because. I need something to make sense of this world. I need something to um, latch on to. When it comes to the lives of cartoon characters, I I love what they did. We're talking Rescue Rangers. If you guys haven't seen it yet, um, spoilers, we're going to be talking about the movie. Um, Chip and Jail is Rescue Rangers. I didn't realize that they were going to be doing a soft sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> but like in, a we- in the weirdest way, it's not like it was the same universe of who framed Roger Rabbit, but Roger Rabbit existed in this universe. So it's like, was that a movie within the, like, this is like, they went like so meta with this shit, but in such a good and fun way where it was like, we're going really, really deep with this. And and if people ask like questions about like, how deep is it? They're going to be like, I don't fucking know. It's fun. Like (laughs) they didn't really follow any rules, but that's what made it great because the story was still super compelling all the while where they were just like, let's throw some shit in there. The fucking ugly Sonic stuff was so fucking funny. <laughs> and the fact that like they kept making the character stare at his teeth was killing yeah. me. Like this was such a fun movie. It was so enjoyable. I loved Andy Samberg and John Mulaney as the voices of Chip and Dale respectively. Um, just absolutely enjoyable movie from start to finish. Um the way that they they played with all of the different characters, all like cartoon, live action. It was very akin to the uh, Into the Spider-Verse where there was a whole bunch of different styles going on, but they just kind of mashed it up. The fact that Dale was like, yeah, I got the CG surgery. And he looked like <laughs> one of the fucking chipmunks from the live action chipmunks movie with um, Jason Lee. But then um, they, uh, Chip was still um, the original animation, but like also kind of updated too. He looked like he was cell shaded as opposed to like the original like Disney style cartoon. Um, I, uh, fucking Dennis Haysbert as the fly. Um, yeah, he just like clears yeah. his voice. He clears his throat. He's like, oh, hello there. You know, you're in good hands with Allstate. Like I I, I was, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. So we'll go kind of round table here. Uh, MC, what did you, what did you think of uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers? This movie was so much fun and like, I kind of like I knew it was going to be really weird from when we got that teaser a couple months ago and everyone was everyone was like, one, why are they making a Chip and Dale movie? But two, what the fuck is this trailer? <laughs> like, what is, why all is of this? this the Chip and Dale movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? like, why, why, like, why are they going in this direction with it? But even with that, I had a lot of fun with I had a lot of fun with this movie. Like it it brought me back to childhood in a lot of in a lot of ways, just in being able to point out all of the various characters and and stuff going on in the background i echo your sentiments with ugly sonic and honestly it's kind of like a nice kind of like a nice retcon of the character from all the shit that happened with it three years ago yeah um to to kind of bring it back and kind of jump in on the jump in on the jokes surrounding how hideous that original design was um so i absolutely love that the story like this movie had a little bit more heart than i kind of was anticipating for it just in terms of you know them going their separate ways and kind of finding their way back to each other and like every every moment that i kind of saw them where it seemed like they were finally gonna break through those differences and they were on good terms again i was like i was 
cheering. And then like when, when it all came together in the end and when uh, Monty and the rest of the crew and everyone got back together, it was, it was awesome. I, I, I had a lot of, a lot, a lot of fun with this movie. Um, highly recommend because as much as it's like a kid's movie, it's also like really not, <laughs> it's not yeah. really, it's not, it's really not that much of a, of, of a kid's movie. And I think that's why I got so much enjoyment out of it. But yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I loved, I loved the, 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 again, I go back to the, there are no rules in this. So like he gets that weird CG surgery thing and it accidentally changes his ear into a Snoopy ear. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? And like when it gets chopped off by the laser, he's like, Oh, hang on a second. <gasps> and like pops the other ear out and i was like yeah because there, there's no rules it's cartoons yeah. who the fuck cares right <laughs> yeah and like when <laughs> the the scene at the end with the birds and like he hits oh yeah head, he's like where are the birds and the birds like god damn it sheila i got a job to do <laughs> like, <laughs> did you guys realize that eric banna was the voice of monterey jack not until the yeah, not until the end. Like, I, how much fun did that guy have with that fucking role? Is uh, I just, <laughs> I, I, I love cheese. It's so great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like he just realized that he had to do the cheese. Like he had to do that. That's just, yeah. Th- this had to have been a fun, fun ass movie to make. And like, fucking J.K. Simons again. Is it Simons or Simmons? I always fuck Simmons. that up. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, again, getting to be a villain. Like, he just, I think he's really enjoying that he's getting to do this more often, man. Like, I loved that they mixed, like, I don't know if you guys noticed it or not, but one of the other cops in that scene was a fucking sock puppet. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, they just, there was no rules at all. It was fucking fantastic. Rambo, what say you, my man? I hate that there were no rules. <laughs> it bugged the shit out of me. Really? It's bad storytelling. I thought it was very funny. Yep. I was quite entertained by it. Um, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I'm going to say it's a lazy script. Um, okay. And there's so, it just doesn't hold up to any scrutiny at all. And like, it feels like the first draft that they wrote, and they were like, yeah, fuck it, make a movie. And no one ever bothered to do a rewrite because um, there's no internal logic. It's, it's just like, what, what are the rules? I don't know, whatever works in the scene. Yay. I'm like, I, but you could have. Okay. It's just going to be cotton candy. All right. That's fine. But you, you, but you could have made like a really good Sunday. You could, you could have had all the same fun. You could have done all the same ideas with minor tweaks. And it would have been, it would have gone from like, this was a fun, funny movie to this was a funny movie that was fun and actually well made. As opposed to just like a series of interesting and and amusing scenes, and that really bugged me, because there's stuff like, okay, so so the basic conceit is supposed to be that there aren't they're not characters, they're all actors, right? Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody, because like even Ugly Sonic, it wasn't that they had to go redo the CGI. It turned out they just recast him. Yeah. Sure. All right. So. The thing that I find the most egregious is Peter. So Peter oh, Pan, yeah, sweet Pete, yeah, is you know, he was he was Peter Pan, but Neverland's not real. Um, he was just a character, so he was like basically just a kid. Um, he gets older. He's he's a child actor that ages up, and then we meet a lost boy later on. How's that work? Um. Roger Rabbit's in the movie. So then it becomes like, all right, well, is, is Who Framed Roger Rabbit a, a, is it a documentary? Is it is it a movie within the world? But it has to be either a documentary or it just doesn't make any sense because Dip is also in the movie. Yes, that's what I was thinking too. And then like, not only that, at the end of the movie, what is that? Uh, I can't remember her name. But the cop that was helping them was like, no, I'm going to start my own detective agency. I was like, they're fucking soft rebooting Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And it's, it's, Baloo is there. There's a whole thing about this, the sequence with Baloo. But Dale says specifically that he's happy that Baloo's career kept going after the Disney afternoon, uh, 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 like um, block of shows. So ostensibly that's Baloo <coughs> from from tailspin right yeah but he 
And so, and we know that like the CG surgery is a thing because Dale got it. Yep. But why does Dale look like a cartoon character that's CG, and Baloo looks like a real bear? Like it keeps it almost every scene. It's like, hey, by the way, this is a movie, and that bugs the fuck out of me. Like yep. if you're gonna keep drawing attention to it, it just kept shining spotlights on like every. Ugly Sonic. All right, so there's just a dude that looks like there are just multiple blue hedgehogs that exist. <laughs> that did, was was he a guy that got got like weird surgery to look like the character? And then okay, I don't know which version that is worse. Like that he <laughs> just happened to look that way, and he got the job, and then it was there was such a bad fan reaction that they fired him which is just like weird <laughs> fucked up body shaming or that he's a dude that got surgery to look that way the audience reacted and he can't afford to go back that's fucked up and there's things like that throughout oh, like, oh that's, that's really messed up man like that's super dark and I don't know how I feel about that but I will say one thing that I really love, both in the movie, I mean, like in the movie, I don't really care about it one way or the other. I was like, yeah. all right, fine, whatever, that's the thing. Yep. But outside the movie is all of these fucking dudes who are so upset about Zipper fucking gadget. Wait, what? what? Have you not heard about this? No, I've no. I'm, oh. I've stayed I've stayed away from this. Hang on, wait, yeah. what? There are so you remember when 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 Space Jam uh, was announced and, the, and you started seeing like the images from the characters. People got mad because Lola didn't have big big bunny titties because yeah. you couldn't see Lola Bunny's nipples. Um, like <laughs> yeah, they got really mad about that because um, like how am I supposed to jerk off to this? Um, <laughs> there are multiple. I, I've seen multiple reactions, almost certainly from from straight white men. Um, I can't confirm. Ah, uh, the 6F probably. clan, yes. Um, who are just like so upset that one, that Gadget had sex with someone who wasn't them, and two, that it was Zipper. <laughs> that canonically, <laughs> look, Zipper blew a load in Gadget <laughs> and they had kids. <laughs> and then that becomes like also like, okay, oh, that's another thing. All right, so erasers. Erasers can be used to as weapons, main yeah. yeah the fucking cartoons yeah. right so does that mean that like pencils can add things to them does that mean that like, are they born or are they created clearly amongst themselves they can reproduce even cross species so like are they different species like is zipper <laughs> a fly and, and gadgets a mouse or are they both tunes like it just kept asking all these questions and answering none of them. <laughs> I just, I find it, I find it hilarious. And I, I want to be clear. I'm not making fun of you. Okay. You should. It's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> because I just watched this and I'm just like, ah, cool. Like oh, yeah. the whole time. I'm just like, it is fun. I don't give a shit. And you're just like, no, this is wrong. And it's bad. And like, <laughs> the, this is what it comes down to. Yeah. Internal logic is important. Yeah. Internal logic is important. And I am fine. You want to say that cartoons are are just actors? They're like you know we're, we're you know in, in Roger Rabbit it is a very clear minority metaphor. Like we're very clearly talking about black folks in the studio system in the in like the forties. Cool. That's interesting. That's that, that's worth talking about. Pause real um, quick. Hang on. Hang on. Because sure. I haven't watched that movie since I was like seven. What you didn't think about like, that? I, I do now, yeah. yeah, because I didn't, I haven't watched it as an adult. Rewatch like, that movie, homie. Like, I, <laughs> what the, like, that's god damn it. Like, because yeah. now I'm, I'm noodling through, I'm like, they have to go to the other side of the tattoon to town, that's across the tracks, and, yeah, which they do again in Rescue Rangers. Yeah, it's a there's a whole thing. Like, Hang on, I need a minute. Hang on. <laughs> I gotta go watch that movie again. <laughs> Fuck no, it, it's 
it's one of those things where like it blows my mind because it's like god damn it you're right and like again what eight-year-old is watching this and being like clearly this is an allegory for the racial (laughs) tensions in los angeles in the 30s and 40s like (laughs) yeah i gotta watch that movie again jesus well and also isn't it like um isn't there like a whole uh uh like chinatown thing is there a freeway that's gonna be going through toontown yeah yeah, it's God, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> it is. It's totally about black people. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, because Toontown is basically just a, it's a slum. It's a ghetto. And they're going to destroy Toontown for, for, for progress can't. for the white folk. God damn it. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, haven't man. watched Roger Rabbit in a while. I haven't. <laughs> I'm yeah, I need to watch that. And that and I, I mean, said it's also that, just a great fucking movie. Like, it is. Just, like yeah, I loved that movie when I was a kid. I actually dressed up as Ra- my mom made me a fucking Roger Rabbit costume for Halloween. Nice. Yeah, like I loved that movie. So I gotta watch that again. Like, and I don't think my kids ever watch it either. So there you go. Here you go, kid. Enjoy this movie and the uh, commentary on racism. Fun fact about that movie also, um when Zemeckis was talking to the animators and all the special effects people about like how to approach certain scenes, they said, well, you know, if you want to make things as easy on us as possible, um, you don't have the tunes interact much with physical objects. You minimize them reacting with phys- uh, interacting with physical actors as much as possible. You don't want to have the lighting change too much yeah. uh, in scenes. And he was like, great. Those are all the things that will make them seem more realistic. So you guys have a lot of work cut out for you. So he would do things like he would have Roger, like there's a scene where, where Eddie and Roger are handcuffed together and Roger jumps up and he hits the lamp and the lamp starts swinging. And so now you have dynamic lighting shifting and changing in the room. And that has to be accounted for when it's animated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's like, you could have gotten that at any time. No, it was funny. Um, I fucking love that movie. It's, a, it's great, but yeah. but that movie is a great example of internal logic, where it's like, here are the rules we set up. We will stick to those rules consistently. Does it break every now and then? I'm sure it does. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it is consistent. is much more consistent throughout. Rescue Rangers is trying to have its cake and eat it too. They're trying to to be as silly and fun as roger rabbit is but they're just doing things they're just doing whatever they want and i'm not shitting on anybody who enjoyed it i enjoyed it but it bugged me because you can still do that roger rabbit's a great example it's a perfect example you can still do that silly thing and still have it be funny and but, but maintain things where like you're not sacrificing the rules you've established for the sake of a sight gag like was it funny when the lost boy recognizes peter and he's like oh you got old um yeah it might have even been funnier if the lost boy was old and fat but wearing the same size thing and it's like gut hanging out hey so you peter remember me i was lost boy number seven yeah jesus (laughs) like like, you get a quick kind of like mirror like you know, unfortunate, like looking into a into a mirror darkly kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like, and and it's, and and not saying either one of you all have done this, but there's there's a counter argument to this that pisses me off every time I hear it because it's just dismissive and it's just fucking nonsense. Yeah. And the example I always use is, if I have a movie about unicorns in space, that's the movie, unicorns in space, and I've established that unicorns have to wear the big fishbowl helmet and fucking backpack with the tube to it. That's how they breathe. That's how they breathe in space. That's how it works. And then at the end of the movie, there's a unicorn who's in space, who's not wearing that and is breathing just fine. And someone goes, hey, you set up earlier that the unicorns can't breathe in space. And I go, it's a movie about unicorns in space. Yeah. I'm the asshole. (laughs) Like... You need to maintain the rules. Or, and if you're not doing it, you need to make that a point. You need to talk about that. Why is it okay that yeah. you're breaking those rules? Well, it turns out he's a robot. Yeah. Or like sure. Or like what Roger Rabbit crazy, did. Crazy dumb shit you want to do. How many times in cartoons, in Looney Tune cartoons, I always think of like where um, they make the thing of like a character's not paying attention and he walks off a cliff, but he's gone like 15 feet out away from the cliff. And they're like, hey, uh, you look down yet and he's like no why you look down and then they fall like yeah. hey you're not wearing your helmet oh no ah! 
Yeah, like, like, but but again, that's an internal logic thing. Eddie is able to do that in the movie because he's operating on tune logic. Yeah, like in Tune Town, like that's a thing you can just fucking do. Yeah. Um, and and I feel like for me, like that that makes things more interesting because you you end up getting better jokes because there they there's an integrity to everything there's a there's a um and i don't mean like like an ethical integrity but like there's a, a there's a structure there's parameters for how things function yeah um and yeah like i think you could have kept like 95 percent of those jokes but still had it be uh uh that it's it's internally consistent and, and yeah. I, that bugged me like it didn't ruin the movie for me but as soon as it ended i was like oh yeah that doesn't hold to any scrutiny like the second you start that, like that whole that whole move is a house of cards. Like the second you start picking at it, it's just going to collapse on itself. I wanted to uh, I wanted to comment on something um, about Roger Rabbit that I found out as an adult. Um, did you guys know that Bob Hoskins actually had to go see mental health uh, professionals after the filming of the movie because he had spent so much time talking to imaginary things that he was, he, he literally said to his wife, he's like, I'm, he's like, I need to go see somebody because I keep seeing cartoon rabbits and birds and shit everywhere I look. Like he was so in character. He was so in character. <laughs> he was so in character. He was like, I'm fucked up. And like, man, like that's, that's one, it's sad, but also like, God damn, that dude really got into character for a cartoon role, essentially. Like, like, Wow. Like I'll see if I can find the art. See if I can find the article. But like, yeah, he he said that he was having issues with it, like for like like weeks and months after the fact. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I know that as as we tend to do on this show, um, I'll be like, man, I fucking love this movie, and then somebody <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't change my love for it. I agree with it, uh, with most of the things you said, but like, man, was this movie fun? And like, yeah, don't 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 pull the strings. Because and then, and then you know honestly I think that that's why it's gotten a really positive response across the, from what I've seen on social media. Like I haven't seen too many people critical of it, but I think don't go that, to Rotten Tomatoes. <clears throat> uh, is it is it that bad? Rotten Tomatoes, uh, not completely, but it kind of it it argues a lot of people are saying a lot of stuff to like what Rambo said pretty much. Like there are people who are like, oh yeah, I loved it, or they're saying they're like, oh, it's a watered down Who Frame Roger Rabbit. I think that it held up. I think that it held up because of the situation we're in right now, because of all the stuff that's going on in the world that people were just like, I just want a fucking fun movie to watch. Like something that I can watch with my kids that doesn't require a lot of thought. Like, because I mean, we're, we're not talking about it. Let's, let's be clear, but like, there's a lot of shit that's happened in the world in the last couple of days, in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of months, like, I needed a distraction and that this worked exactly the way I needed it to. It was fun. It was cute. It was an Easter egg hunt. Like there were, Oh look, Hey, there's Peter Pan. Oh shit. There's this. Oh look. Hey, Hey, there's the fucking boom box transformer from the eighties movie um, in the auditorium watching Chip and Dale do some fucking vaudeville shit. Like it was, that's what it was for me. I was, I was noticing all of this shit pop up. And like, of course my brain starts like dovetailing and I'm like, wait, how did they get the rights to a fucking transformer cartoon in this thing? Like, Eh, who cares? All right. Like, and that's pretty much how this went here. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Bob Hoskins couldn't stop hallucinating about cartoon characters after filming. It screwed up my brain. Like I'm trying to find his quotes where he actually like where he's talking about it. Like according to Hoskins, he actually was seeing various cartoon characters uh, that were in the scenes throughout intense concentration and practice. He had apparently tricked his brain into hallucinating that they were there actually acting in the scenes as they were filmed. As amusing as it might be to learn about the links Bob Hoskins went to delve into a great performance in Roger Rabbit, it wasn't all fun and games. Like that's, wow. That's how committed this dude was to this movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that this is going to, are we going to see more stuff from this? Like, because honestly, I thought that this was going to be their, like, hey, we're going to reboot Rescue Rangers. They did it with DuckTales, and, and that that series is fucking great. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched that. I've seen, where, I've seen, I've seen stuff from it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun, man. I really like it. Jax and I watch it all the time. 
Um, and Disney does some really good animation shit. Um, one of my favorite series, and, and I think that this is, will be kind of like the bulk of the rest of this episode until we get into the next one where we talk about Obi-Wan. Um, just like various cartoons and various um, properties that you've watched that you've enjoyed. We fucking love Gravity Falls. Have you guys ever watched Gravity Falls? It's, Gravity Falls is awesome. Oh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen this entirety, but I've watched a, a bit of the oh, first dude. season. It's good. It's the whole series is so good. And it goes from being like light, fun, uh, like goofy, weird cartoon to like yeah. fully realized he has a definitive ending. Like, yeah, Bill shows up in the first season, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bill is a fucking terrifying villain. And like, yeah, there's no, there's a lot of like proper mystery yeah. stuff in that, in that show that get paid off really well. I, oh, yeah. I highly recommend finishing that show. Yeah. It, I mean, well, cause people have compared, cause I love Steven universe and people have compared the two in, in that regard. Cause Steven universe kind of a similar thing where it starts out as this light kind of fun thing. Then it kind of evolves into like this murder mystery. And then also deals with like themes of imperialism and children's mental health and like all this other stuff too. Oh yeah. It's gravity falls is one of the, and, and, and I'm not even going to like put the, like the kids in front of it. It's just, it's one of the best Disney shows I've seen. I've, we, we love it in our house. Mm-hmm. In fact, our pet rabbit that we had for almost 10 years, Mabel <laughs> was named after Mabel, like oh, awesome. from that show. Cause we joked, Jax was little when we got Mabel uh, the rabbit and we, we almost called her sweater town. Because that was the place Mabel, <laughs> Mabel, the character went when she was depressed. She would go in the closet and she would sit in sweater town. She would put her sweater over top of her head. Um, yeah, I have like the first awesome con that I ever um, that I went to. Uh, they were selling the Gravity Falls plush, and I wish I had thought of this and I grabbed them. But we have Waddles the pig, and then we also have Schmebulock the um the gnome that if you punch in the stomach he throws up yeah you call with rainbows yeah and we have like if the the plush has like a rainbow thing that can come out of its mouth so it looks like it's throwing up rainbows it's yeah the the i, I lo- absolutely love that show disney does a lot of good stuff there's another one um and then we'll kind of go round table this will kind of kick us off there is a cartoon network one where the the series is based in pg county um craig of the creek what you didn't know this no no and that show is fucking phenomenal oh shit i have to watch that show yeah mc have you seen craig of the creek uh same same as uh gravity fall i've seen a couple episodes yeah. but I haven't seen in its in, in its entirety yeah and it's like it's well first off there's people of color as the creators but also mm-hmm. as the main characters yep um it's and they they like fucking go out into the woods and shit the creek craig of the creek and like they do like D campaigns and shit and like it's it's a ton of fun. Like they're LARPing the whole time. It's 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 such a fun show to watch. Like I think you guys would yeah. really, really enjoy it. Um, because like I get a kick out of it. They did a horror episode where like the power goes out. Like it's it, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of fun going on in that show uh as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's some I was gonna say Steven Universe, same ordeal. It's also yeah. Beach City is oceans basically Ocean City. No and shit. It's set, it's set in Del Marva. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh shit. Yeah. Fucking yeah, Kirkleton, same. Maryland is the name of the town <laughs> in Craig of the Creek. Kirkleton? The, yeah, in the fictional su- fictional suburban Baltimore slash D.C. area town of yeah. Kirkleton, Maryland. Nice. Well, shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that one out. I didn't realize that Steven Universe was set in Ocean City. Yeah, because it's either Rebecca Sugar or her or their partner. One yeah. one of the two are from around here. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's why. No, Rebecca Sugar's from D.C. She's, okay, yeah. Yeah. Rebecca nice. from DC. Nice. Um, do they have anybody show up with a Baltimore accent? <laughs> Probably. It's, hey, I, Steven, I, let's I, go I, get I, crabs. <laughs> let's go fight this monster down the ocean. <laughs> oh, I mean, my God. Good. I was going to say, it's been a year since, it's been a, a few years since I've seen it. So I can't yep. remember offhand. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading the trivia for Rescue Rangers. Yeah. And there is a, Fucked up fact. <laughs> what? Oh, please do share. Yeah. Sweet Pete, just an old, just an older Peter Pan, explains that he turned to a life of crime after Disney threw him out like trash once he performed the original Peter Pan film. He grew up and couldn't be the immortal young boy anymore. This has an eerie parallel to the story of Bobby Driscoll, the voice actor of the original oh, Peter Pan. Oh, I saw this on Google. I saw that name on Google. Wait, what? He Hang a, on. He, he was a live action actor as well, and when acne, acne marred his entire face, Disney fired him. 
He showed up to work one day and was barred from entering the property. He ended up overdosing on drugs and dying in an abandoned building. Oh, shit. Sweet Pete's character arc may very well be a sad reference to a life story of Bobby Driscoll. Whoa. What? This got dark really quickly. Damn. Oh, Oh, my God. Wow. Yikes. (laughs) So, cartoons. Yeah. Wait, Mike, what were you gonna ask? You were gonna ask something a few minutes ago. I can't even remember. Um, just more like what what like what other cartoon shows have you guys watched where you've just been like really impressed or you really enjoy? Um, because like I talked about Craig of the Creek, I talked about uh Gravity Falls. Um, I'll give you another one as well. Like there's one on Disney called uh Big City Greens that is really, really, really fun. Like it's like country country family in the city i mean like the the fish out of water story it's it's always always good for laughs right but like the dad's a farmer um he's got two kids cricket and um tilly thank you sandy just helped out um cricket and tilly and then they live with their grandma too and the grandma's old and crotchety and crazy and like it's it's just it's a really really fun show it's really cute um that I think you guys would enjoy a lot. And like you get voice acting from like Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo shows up <laughs> in this show. Like, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you say uh, other cartoons that we've watched and been impressed by. Yeah. Um, this one is like, it's not really anime. But it's kind of anime adjacent. It's this yeah. show called Agretzko on Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which if you've ever worked a job with a shitty boss, you can relate to this show because it's, it's literally... Uh, we've never uh, talked about that ever happening here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's literally, it's about, uh, Retzko is, she's 25. It's, uh, she's working in the accounting department of some kind of some trading firm. And, you know, she basically is like, she's very timid and just like has a, has to deal with so many microaggressions and frustrations from her boss who is like sexist as fuck. Like they yeah. don't, they don't hide it at, at all. Um, and she kind of vents it out by like screaming metal songs whenever, <laughs> whenever it gets really, it gets really uh, built nice. up. And then you, so you over the, I think that I think there are four seasons uh, so far. Um, and like it starts out as just that, and then like it ends up getting into much larger conversations about like mental health, uh, capitalism. Also, when Resco ends up dating like this, this like billionaire philanthropist. Yeah, uh, dude. Um, it, it deals with like the, the uh, some of the stuff that they were trying to talk about in Chippendale about like the idea of celebrity when Resco becomes like the front woman for a death metal band, <laughs> which is kind of cool. And like it, it it's it, it's like I said, it started out just just simple premise and just kind of expanded. And like I said, like if you dealt with a shitty boss or had to go into work, uh, go into work and had to deal with your your boss just being being a giant dick this show is like really awesome to watch and uh they have an actual i can't remember the where the the, the band that this screamer is from but they have an actual metal vocalist who does her screams whenever she does she goes into it and it's just it's fun and really awesome nice rambo what about you bud i mean honestly i haven't watched a lot of animated stuff recently um the two things that come to mind our lower decks. Oh God, that's so oh, yeah. good. Lower um, decks is so good. It's hysterical. I I I'm curious. MC, have you watched any of it? I've I've not. I'm curious to see what an outside perspective is on it because it is littered within jokes. Oh, for Star so Trek. many, so many. And I I wonder if the humor still holds. Like I honestly, like I, I'd say probably like the first half of the first season, I was like. Okay, this is this is a lot of references. Like it's it's funny, but it's also just like it's very insular. Is it um, niche? Is it is it too is niche it, for yeah? Yeah, exactly. Is is it too much of a niche thing? Uh we're gonna watch it. It's on Paramount Plus. Oh, cool. Well um and then what I'm doing after this then. There you I'll, go, I'll, man. I'll report to the group chat right after. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's I mean it's got a great voice cast. I think the animation is really slick. Um it's so it's some of the best looking uh, like modern flash animation I've seen for a while. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see like yeah. how, how, how good it is outside it's, of a, like someone who's, who's like 
more of a dyed in the wool Star Trek uh, fan. Yeah. Is it like is it one of those things kind of like um where like you can watch in the, where you're, you're curious as to like you can watch individual episodes of The Office, but if you have like the the context of the previous seasons and the character interactions, it I can make so. things it can make yeah. things more yeah. funnier. You'll yeah. you'll watch it and like the stories are good enough to hold up on their own as just like stories to watch. But like there's so many like like inside insider Trekkie jokes that you might not get everything, but the story is still going to make sense. Is that like yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah, because um, it's got because it's got a, a good enough base story because like the boy, like with Boimler being like the the apple polisher, like brown noser, like wanting to succeed. And like, um, why am I blanking on her name right now? Um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, crap. Why am I blanking <laughs> on her name? She's only like the Mariner um, yeah. with Mariner being kind of like the rebel. Like there's that great like balance, the, the yin and the yang. Like he's the apple polisher. She's the rebel. But they're both really good friends kind of thing. So like, yeah, there, it's it's still a good it's still. Yeah. At, at its heart, it's it's just a good cartoon. So, yeah, I uh, it's it's also I, I'm I'm always happy to have was I think what's her name is Don Don Lewis. It's the uh, as the voice she, of the captain. Yeah, yeah. she was uh, she was Jaleesa on a different world. Yeah, um, I'm always happy to have like anybody from a different world pop up in in, in, in uh, uh, modern media. Um, but yeah, she's she voices the captain. Yeah, Captain Freeman. Uh, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mariah actually shout out to Mariah. If you go to the website greatgeekrefuge.com, Mariah did a review of season one of um, of. Um, Lower decks. So yeah, nice. how, and she, how many and seasons she, are there? Uh, two, two, two so far. Yeah, and it's it's good, man. I enjoyed it. I really, I really did. And it's it's funny, um, but yeah, still like good, compelling Star Trek stories as well. So like they managed to do a pretty good mashup of the two. The the basic conceit of it being like it's 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 very loosely based on a TNG episode called Lower Decks, where they're like, okay, so the, so we focus on the bridge and the bridge crew pretty much exclusively, right? Well, what happens in the rest of the ship? Because there's like hundreds of people on these ships. Um, so the the series is um, where essentially like the lower decks figures are the main cast, um, and okay. like, they they definitely touch on people on the bridge as well. But the primary focus is, yeah. is the people who live like like the ensigns and shit who do like the bulk of the work on the ship. Yeah. Um, like if there's like like they're doing away team missions, but they're doing things like collecting samples. And like, yeah. there's, there's okay. no expectation of like something exciting happening. And of course, like the monsters and shit. And is, is it canon or is this like its own thing? As far as I, I know, it's canon. I honestly don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, cause a bunch of like TNG characters have showed up. Oh yeah. Like, like Jonathan Frakes and, and Marina Sirtis for Riser roles as, uh, as, as Riker and Troy. And, um, there's a fuck. There's like again one of yeah. the many many in jokes. There's this great sequence where Riker is talking about. Um, is he talking about the the like the ship boiler came from? Yeah. When he starts doing the the fucking uh, he's he, Star Trek Enterprise is the only show in 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 Star Trek history to have a theme that had lyrics, and it is hmm. famously awful oh it's so bad it's so fucking bad really bad and like (laughs) that is a running joke among many star trek fans is like laughing about how terrible it is and Riker starts his dialogue becomes the lyrics to the to the fucking theme as he's waxing poetic about this one ship it might have been like the original enterprise i honestly can't remember yeah um but yeah weird little shit like that like you would never like if you didn't know it you wouldn't know it um what's really it's, what's really yeah. cool about it sorry man um what's really cool is there's this facebook group called star trek shit posting and there are a bunch of the writers for the show are in the star trek shit posting yes, thing <laughs> so for instance one thing that became a big thing in the shit posting group was um people had like these Met, like collectible plates of characters, right? They make a fucking episode about Boimler having a Tom Paris plate and he wants to get Tom Paris to sign it. And like, you're like, wait a minute, this is stolen directly from the group. And they, yeah, like they admit it too. It's so funny. Like they, they do like the way they're connected with the community is really, really awesome. 
But like, that's the one thing I will say, like we, we talk like occasionally Star Trek and Star Wars get compared to each other and which is better and which is worse, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's one thing I got, got to give credit to Star Trek on is like the writers for Star Trek are don't take themselves as seriously as the Star Wars ones tend to. And they're just like, well, yeah, fuck it. Let's do this thing. And they do this and they do it. And whereas Star Wars is like, no, it has to be this thing and it has to be this planet and it has to be this character, because if it doesn't work, then the, we're never going to hear the end of it. We're, we can't recast Han Solo ever again. Uh, fuck that, because people got mad. Like Star Trek's like, yeah, screw it. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. So like it's it's just a ton of fun. And yeah, it's is it's very self-referential. And yep. um, feel free to ask all the questions yeah please do um, oh yeah no that's that's, that's, that, that's yeah. definitely gonna happen yeah. <laughs> um, um, but the other, so the other, yeah. the other series um that i feel like probably didn't really get as much i mean definitely didn't get as much attention as it should have was batman brave and the bold and that yeah. is a cartoon that i feel like a lot of people dismissed because it is very cartoony looking it is very um, it does yeah it looks I, I never very, watched it. that show is darker than batman the animated series no shit and they do it in this very insidious way because it's very funny and it's very silly and then you'll have an episode that implies that bruce wayne is the reason his parents are dead whoa uh (laughs) (laughs) there is an episode no shit there's it's it's a christmas episode where <laughs> Merry um, Christmas, you killed your parents. In the in the <laughs> there's two stories going on. The, the A plot is uh Batman and Red Tornado working together to stop someone, I can't remember who. Uh and Red Tornado being an android, not knowing what the Christmas spirit is. And he's trying to quantify it, he's trying to make sense of it. Um, and you know that Batman hates Christmas. That's all we know. And over the course of the episode, we we learn through the B plot that when he was a little kid on Christmas he got this gift from his dad and there's this adorable scene and all of the, all of the, the B plot stuff in the past is all in black and white. Um, he, you know, he goes up to the tree and he picks up this, you know, picks up a gift and he shakes and he's like, I deduce it based on the, the weight and the, the, the sound made by the box that this is a such and such action figure. And he's super excited about it. He opens it up. Um, and, and, and Thomas is like, you know, open that, open that one up. It's Christmas Eve. You know, um, you should give, be able to open one. And he opens it up and it's a nutcracker. And Thomas is like, you know, this is this is like a Wayne family tradition. My, you know, my father gave this to me and I'm giving it to you. And his father gave it to him, blah, blah, blah. And he's so happy. And Martha's hugging him. And oh, it's so great. And Bruce looks at it. He goes, This isn't what I wanted. And he chucks it at the fucking chimney or at the at the fireplace and it shatters. And he gets up and he storms out. And Thomas is just so sad. And so later on, they're like, you know, hey, I, I, I know that you were upset about not getting the toy you wanted. So we thought we would just go to the movies. Oh, and shit. Bruce oh, is like, no. <laughs> oh, Bruce no. Is like, Can we just go home? And, and, and again, they're like, okay. And you just see Bruce and the Waynes turn down an alleyway Fuck. and they walk into the dark. And then there's this brief, there's, there's like a two beat hold. And then two flashes, and then it cuts back to modern day. <laughs> oh man, the wow, the, the guilt of a child thinking it's holy there shit. Is an episode where <laughs> the Phantom Stranger and the Spectre are arguing over whether or not Batman is an agent of justice or an agent of vengeance, mm-hmm. and they decide to place a bet. And see who 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 uh, who comes out on oh, top. Story of Faust. And yeah, and so the 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 way they're going to determine this is they let Bruce find out who killed his parents. And the Phantom Stranger says he's going to learn who it is. He's going to confront him, and he's going to take him to the police. And the Spectre says he is going to kill him. <laughs> he's going to kill him immediately, and I win. And it's the one time you see Bruce Wayne's face in this entire show because he's never outside the costume otherwise. Really? Wow. Okay. Batman learns that it it was Joe chill that killed his parents. He goes, he finds him, he confronts him and you're like, Oh shit, he's going to kill this guy. 
Um, oh, also Mark Hamill is the voice of the Spectre. Um, nice. <laughs> and he 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 tells him what like you know you killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. Uh, da, 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 and Churchill's like super freaked out, and he pulls the cowl off, and he's like, "I am Bruce Wayne. You made Batman." <laughs> and and he's like, "I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna touch you. I just want you to know that you're the reason I exist." <laughs> wow. and like it's this really intense like um moment where, where he's basically implying like and what do you think will happen if people if if everybody in, in like all the criminals in gotham find out that you're the reason batman exists and just sort of implies he's like i'm not gonna kill you i'm going to let the mob handle you <laughs> wow yeah that show That's... is fucking dope i need to watch this it's <laughs> yeah, on hbo max watch. isn't it yes it is okay it's on hbo max yeah. um Every episode had a cold open with like a random hero or villain. Like fucking Boana Beast is the cold open in one of these episodes. I imagine neither of you who even even know who the fuck that is as well no as not. Just about to Google. No uh, um, and there, there's there's a there's a um, a great episode with Jaime Reyes. Like he's the he's the Blue Beetle that shows up, and there's like flashbacks about who Ted Korg was, and like. Uh, Plastic Man is there, and like there's just a Sounds an absurd, uh, uh, like just a tonnage of fucking heroes and people yeah. to show up in this. And the oh god, I forgot about the the fucking filthy song that the birds are praising, um, where they're just talking about superheroes' dicks, like <laughs> like pretty much flat out. Oh uh, yeah, I, okay, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm, Huntress, uh, 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 Catwoman, um, Black Canary, and I, and like maybe somebody else are sing, like sing this song about the birds of prey about them, and they're just going down the line with superheroes and talking about their sexual prowess and very very clear allusions to superhero dicks. dicks. Um, but uh, uh, um, one of the things that's really interesting about the show is the design of it. Is because it is, they essentially, like their approach to design was, we're going to have a particular aesthetic in terms of like the line weight of the characters, the way we color things and, and stuff. And what that means is we can take any design from a different, uh, any, any like particular artists, um, like design aesthetic and incorporate that into the show. So when the Joker shows up, the Joker looks like an old Jerry Robinson, like original Joker design from oh. the 40s. When Booster Gold shows up, he looks like Booster Gold from Justice League Unlimited. Um, and, and like, they're obviously adapted into the style of the show, but still, like, you see all the hallmarks from their previous appearances and things. So the Joker has, like, the big round cheeks and the weird kind of long chin. Um, but, yeah, it is incredibly funny very dark in places yeah again totally. like this very weird insidious way um and very much worth your time i think there's like two or three seasons of like 20 or 30 episodes a piece yeah um and yeah highly recommend that show well that works because I mean, yeah oh yeah I'm, yeah so i'm always I looking for the, more stuff so yeah so i'm, I'm seeing the animation style so i see i see what you're saying about how like it, it probably looked like it, it's very jarring because like, it doesn't this a show like this that like this looks like this would be on disney channel doesn't it look yeah. like it would, it, it, would, it would it would have any type any kind of moment stuff like that it, it ends up being like what if we took the adam west batman show and made a cartoon series out of it that features the entire dc universe but that also means, but that, but then like, but we didn't shy away from like the weird fucked up shit in Batman's story, um, and you know, like, like it was also I, I don't think it was the first time, but it was one of the first times that there was going to be an animated Batman that was not voiced by Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I, so this yeah. this one's Diedrich Bader, isn't it? This one's Diedrich Bader. Yeah, uh, who does a phenomenal job. Yeah, he does a fantastic job. Yeah, um, but yeah, Brave and the Bold, very very good. <laughs> Um, oh, to piggyback on that, because um, the other another DC show that I'm watching that I absolutely love, and I shared a screenshot from um, the creator responding to someone on Twitter the other day, 
Oh yeah, is Young Justice. Um, which, oh, yeah. <laughs> that response is amazing. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and, and it's and it's and it's fitting too because like ever you know because the show aired like a decade ago. I want to say it aired like a decade ago, and then just like went away and was canceled out of nowhere. And then they brought it back last year. It might have been 2020 or maybe last year. You know, concept of time is weird. Um, but they brought it back for season three, and season three was cool. And this season in particular has been cool because they kind of broke the structure of the show. And it's been, they've been, instead of doing like every episode features like, you know, just the entire team dealing with whatever they're dealing. Now they're, they've been doing like these mini story arcs where they focus in on characters that perhaps didn't really get a ton of shine previously so like um rocket has like a four like a four a four episode arc where she goes to do genesis to negotiate on behalf of the 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 justice league and uh she brings like um oh god uh jay garrick's flash comes along and forager and uh, some others um there's a there's this uh earlier one that deals with like um god what is her name um i was gonna call it tigress but she's like the the archer character i can't remember what her name is blonde hair um oh shit um she's in star girl too and i can't remember her name for the life of me but but like that's that's like the thing like people have been complaining this season because like the very first arc deals with like Miss Martian and Superboy who are dating. They're going to Mars to basically to, to have their wedding. And so it gets into like a lot of racial comparisons because of like, you know, green Martians and white Martians. And you have a whole caste system in terms of who, um, you know, who is in positions of power, people who may not like the fact that Miss Martian is marrying someone who is not Martian at all. Um, he's a Kryptonian and like, it gets into a whole bunch of stuff like that. And so like people have been complaining, even though the show's been great and there have been some really great episodes that have dealt with like grief and therapy in particular, but people have been, have been complaining like, Oh, the show is too woke now. Yeah. Because um, I have the quote right here. I was going to read yeah, it. Yeah, um, like so too fucking woke. So the creator, Greg Wiseman, um, somebody tweeted at him and said, it would be nice if you guys stripped the LGBT content out of Young Justice because it doesn't add any value. It pollutes the show and alienates some viewers unnecessarily. Great cartoons did fine without this content for decades. Don't ruin the show. And Greg Wiseman's response is just, mwah, just chef's just, How about instead I strip all white male content from the show? We've seen plenty of that already anyway. And I think that may be polluting the show. Don't ruin my mood. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And, and, and like the things people are complaining about are Aqua, you know, Calderon Aqualad is gay and, you know, is, it has a partner. Also in Atlantis, they are, they also feature a, um, a, tri- a bisexual triad, a poly- polyamorous triad in there. You have characters like Halo who uh, earlier this season, because uh, her backstory is really complicated. She like kind of took over the identity of, us of this Muslim girl who was like killed uh, uh, in a in a previous previous season, um, and so like with Halo, there's been all this stuff with her trying to figure out exactly who they are. And one of the things they discover is that they are not binary. They don't consider themselves boy or girl. In addition to that, they also are choosing to learn more about uh, the the uh, Islamic faith because it was something that was important to. Uh, the, well, the the, per, the the previous person, but also their parents, and so she still wears the hijab and still follows a lot of the customs and, awesome. and all of that too. And like, and, and the way that it's handled is done in a really respectful manner in terms of the show. Like, it, it doesn't do this thing where it's like, well, it's a, it, well, this thing is also as valid as Christianity. It's like, no, it's, it, it was it's valid because it exists and it's valid and people subscribe to it. And like the people have just been whining all season long and it's, it's been fucking hilarious to watch that like this, the, 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 with, uh, with all the super quote, Superman, Batman fatigue, this show is literally not focusing on any bat or super characters outside of Connor, right? Like you're not really getting any focus on, on anything like that. But now the complaint is, well, they're gay and talking about race. 
How dare they? Right. Yeah. But you yeah, want to fucking it's yeah. But I mean, the show has been it's been it's been awesome. Like, I personally think this is like the, one of the best things DC has going on right now. Yeah. If not one of the best things they've they've done, because it kind of like just how uh, Justice League Unlimited just kind of introduced this like entire roster of different characters. And you would get stories and episodes that would feature all these characters that are not the main Justice League. But yeah. we don't maybe feature maybe one or two of them. Same kind of ordeal here. And I think it's been great to kind of get to know other characters that haven't really gotten a ton of shine, like Mary Marvel or Zatanna, um, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. We we end up, uh, for any of you out there who are looking for good animated stuff, we just gave you a, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Plus, watch Rescue Rangers. It's fun. Don't think too hard about it because there's so <laughs> many things that are going to fall apart if you do that. Uh, but what we'll do is we're going to go ahead and wrap up uh, on this episode and we are going to come back and we are going to talk about... I almost said how I feel about it. But no, we're going to no, wait. No, hold on. We're yeah. going to wait. Give okay. Give make, <laughs> make sure you tune in for the next episode. We're going to be talking about uh, the latest Star Wars series that Disney Plus released. They released it early, too, which was dope. I ended up staying up way later than I should have that night to watch it. But um, we're going to be talking <laughs> Obi-Wan. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, for all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!